Rowena was all excited this morning, running around in a flap. Nothing unusual in that, Jamie. by the way, listeners. And she said to me, oh, look, you've got to read the story about this Canterbury farmer and thousands and thousands of dead eels on his farm. So she, so she sent it to me, and I said, oh, I know that bloke. I used to play rugby with him. I taught him everything he knows. Lake <laughs> Ellesmere uh, farmer, well, of sorts, is uh, Tim Sanson. Tim, you've been in the news uh, not only for having your farm inundated with salt water, now you've got thousands and thousands of eels dying on your farm. How did that happen? Good afternoon, by the way. Uh, yeah, g'day, Jamie, and just on you teaching me everything I knew, that's why I didn't have much of a rugby career, to be fair. Um, <laughs> right, I do the jokes on so, this show, Tim. Get on to the eels. <laughs> well, what, when you're ready to do something, let me know. Um, <laughs> So I've got a creek that runs through the place from Lake Ellesmere or into Lake Ellesmere, and every March we get a lot of eels here ready for migration, thousands of them up and down the creek. Um, and they're looking for sniffs of salt water so they can get away out uh, off to Tonga and places like that. What happened this year is there was a, a flood while they were in the creek. It came right across the farm, about 400 metres further inland than what it normally does, and all the eels thought, oh, salt water are off, and away they went but they didn't make it. Um, and then I hoped they'd get away on the following tide. I found them on Wednesday night. And they're actually on public land, not on my land. They're on the on the other side of the boundary fence, just. And the, the big bulk were. There's still a lot scattered through my paddocks, um, but the seagulls are sorting them out. Um, so that night, as the high tide was coming, I thought, well, I'll do what I can. So I managed to save about 140 odd of the um, longfin eel which are um, endangered and protected I couldn't get them all I mean it's not very pleasant picking eels up at the best of the time but if you can imagine them all stuck together and jumping around it wasn't much fun uh, I was pretty exhausted after that I threw a few little ones back another couple hundred I suppose but yeah I was never going to get them all so I went to bed that night hoping that the high tides would take care of things and get them back into the sea but sadly the one time I did want the place to flood it didn't and when I went back in the morning, yeah, they were just in a mess. Um, there would have been ten or 12,000 or more. It was terrible, absolutely terrible to see. It is tragic. This all stems back to the dispute you're having with Environment Canterbury over the protecting your farm, your low-lying farm at Lake Ellesmere, uh, from inundation from the sea and seawater because that renders it useless. Well, it's all useless now. It's, uh, I've only got 60 acres, but it got across the lot. Um, even room at Cricket Pitch was very annoying. But uh, there's been a bank there for 60 years that's kept the water out, which was built by the catchment board originally. Uh, so obviously goes to ECAN after that. They stopped maintaining it a few years ago. Uh, it blew out there a couple of years ago. I tried to get them to do something. They wouldn't. Got everyone together last year out here, um, the local mayor from the Southern District Council, some councillors. Um, some ECAN people, the local iwi, there are Marae just around the corner, um, Nicola Grigg, the national MP. And there was an awful lot of noise, never heard from them again. Um, everyone around here, all the locals, all the local contactors, all saying the same thing. Build the bank, then the sea won't get in the creek, then we won't have these problems. Um, I'm standing in, on top of about two metres of silt as I'm talking to you, it's in the middle of my paddock, thousands of tonnes of it here. Um, it's ECAN have been negligent. There's no other way to put it. They abdicate the responsibility. Go, oh, it's not us. It's not us. But they spend a lot of time on the beach for people that say they have nothing to do with the beach, running around in their high vis vest, monitoring something. God knows what. And 
it's absolutely shameful what they've allowed to happen here. Um, and then yesterday, to my surprise, after they'd rescued what they could, um, I hear the digger behind the house, so I go over, I know the digger driver were having a um, can of ordered him to bury the eels. Um, so him and I are standing there while he's burying them. He's a he's an older fella, and yeah, he, he sort of stopped for a minute. I went over to see if he's all right, and the a tear in his eye, which caused one in my eye. It was it was really really bloody hard to watch. But he can never even bother to contact the local iwi to say they're burying them, so they could do the appropriate thing. And my argument is, you know, if that was Hector Dolphins or Wales, every man and a dog would be there, and there'd be sausage rolls. All right, Tim. Um, yeah, look, I, I hope you get some action there, and I know Nicola Grigg is on the case for you, and that's good. And um, she's we'll, we'll, outstanding. Yes, she is outstanding. Some people say she should have been Nationals Agriculture spokesperson, well, but anyhow, we won't day. go. We, we won't go there, Tim. Maybe one day. Who knows? Um, thank you for your time. Good luck in your battle against uh, Environment Canterbury, and they can get off their backsides and fix it up. Because uh, under climate change, we're talking about making New Zealand climate resilient. Well, one of the first things we can do is to build flood banks to stop inundation.